It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, ESPN Utica Rome, now on 96.5 FM. Play action earlier, I can't see it here. This has to be a run. Second and goal to Burkhead. Burkhead to the end zone! Hello, Super Bowl! Gaither looks lame. He's going to have to get some help here. Wilson's going to get a sack to end this game. Third and ten. And Rivers is going to lose the ball. The SportsZilla Show starts now. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. ESPN Utica Rome on the line with us. Utica College men's basketball coach Sean Coffey. Got a big game tomorrow with Hartwick College. Had a good weekend, but before we get to any of that, Coach, I got to ask you about Kobe Bryant and uh, gosh, anybody who's a basketball coach today, yesterday, tomorrow has to address Kobe with their team, a generational uh, icon who uh, loved by millions, who made the game of basketball explode internationally. We watched this guy grow up, and I have no doubt that many of the players on your team are just uh, absolutely fractured as a large part of the world is at his loss. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, I mean, what, what can I say? It's it's one of these incredibly, incredibly devastating, um, unimaginable things that you just can't make any sense of it. Uh, I don't think we'll ever be able to make any sense of of why something like this uh, will would occur. Um, and and yeah, we were we were actually meeting yesterday to watch some film for our upcoming game and watch a little bit of ourselves. Uh, from the couple of days before just to get better. And, you know, the news started coming out, um, you know, within a half an hour of when we were to meet as a group. And um, it, it, just the, the, the rawness and, the, you know, how new all this information was, um, the rumors that started to kind of kick up and, um, and uh, just having to address our guys with that, having just come out uh, was an extremely difficult moment for myself, something I probably won't ever forget as a coach. Um, and I asked them, do we want to do this? You know, and um, they did because they all knew that, you know, this Mamba mentality of constant improvement, constant drive for perfection, getting in the gym, finding a way, watching film, which is what we were about to do. Um, it's uh he wouldn't want anyone, whether he knew you or didn't know you, to stop trying to improve, um, especially for him, you know, for something that dealt with him. Um, so, but this is uh, this is their, you know, I said this to them, this is their JFK moment. This is their Martin Luther King moment for this generation, um, you know, a different type of figure, but just as visible, just as inspirational in so many ways, and they grew up, uh, you know, idolizing this guy and watching him grow. And um, and my assistant, John Mullane, told me, you know, you know, he heard a couple of guys like, you know, they grew up, you know, throwing trash into the garbage, yelling Kobe. And um, that was their guy. You know, that was who they they grew up uh, watching, you know, where. You know, maybe people my age and a little older, you know, 30s, 40s, it was Jordan. 
And this was their Michael Jordan. And um, it's fractured and emotional, And uh, but it was just so new. And there was so much untold and unknown at the time. Um, but And then at the end of our film session, we start to hear about his daughter, which is just absolutely crushing as a dad. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's devastating. Coach Sean Coffey with us on ESPN Utica Rome, Sportsilla Show. You know, the news came out about Gianna, and I think everybody who's a parent, just it just destroys you, especially if mm-hmm. you are uh, the father of a daughter and, uh, you know, if you've got a daughter in sports. Uh, it's just heartbreaking. And you see the pictures of Gianna getting to meet Trey Young, uh, the shock that Trey feels on social media posted yesterday. You hear the stories of Kobe at his last all-star game, wanting to introduce Gianna and his daughters to Steph Curry, you know, and mm-hmm. you're her favorite player. Um, is there, is there, there's so many great Kobe Bryant Moments. There's the 81 point game against Toronto, uh, the MVPs, the championships. Is there any moment that really stands out to you as special? Uh, a moment you'll always remember. Um, you know, I a couple. You know, the one that that, that really resonated with me, and I and I'll be honest, I was not a big Kobe fan because you know, growing up, it was like. You picked, you were either a Jordan guy or you were a Kobe guy. And I was a Jordan guy through and through. And, you know, a lot of us looked at um, Kobe as, you know, he mirrored everything Michael Jordan did. And some people didn't love that. But his work ethic and drive was just at another level than maybe, you know, anyone in humanity, (laughs) you know, the history of humanity. And that's something that was inspirational to me as a player and, you know, I was fortunate enough to play professionally, and and it, if I didn't take the, the cues from someone like him, there was no way with what I was given by God physically that I was going to be able to do something like that. So, um, but um, back to your question, I mean, it, the so the the shooting the two free throws with a torn Achilles that will always stick out to me. It's just the unbelievable toughness. You're not going to keep me down. It was like. He's, I heard someone say this morning, it was like that was his way of starting his recovery process, already knowing what had probably happened. He was done. His body was breaking down, and um, he was going to not give up. He was going to go shoot those free throws and and make them. Um, And then just the, you know, again, him and his daughter at that recent Brooklyn Nets game, you know, and that was like three weeks ago. And, uh, you know, how they were starting to make this story of this connection with him and his daughter through basketball and, and how he was being such a, becoming such a big advocate for the women's game. And to now look at those images in a completely different way than we did three weeks ago um, is just, it's gut wrenching. And um, it's just something that I can't stop thinking about is, those those final moments um, that he had and what that must have been like with your daughter and there's just something different you know I have a daughter she's you know um, going to be seven years old and you know you feel like the ultimate protector in those situations and and, and with 
that connection to your little girl and to not be able to at that time. Um, I just, it's just, uh, I can't stop thinking about that. And uh, it's been so difficult and, and it's hit so many people so hard. Sean Cuffey, the head coach of Utica College men's basketball, head coach of the Pioneers with us here in Sports Hill Show ESPN Radio, Utica Rome now at 96.5 FM. I was standing in Accelerate Sports uh, watching my middle daughter play softball when it happened, and I'll never forget it. Every time his name comes up now for the rest of my life, he's just somebody that I respect and revered for all of the reasons everybody's discussing. But for 20 years, I mean, I've watched basketball with my oldest daughter, who's 23. I've watched basketball with my 21-year-old who texted me about five minutes after I found out in Accelerate Sports. And who did we watch? We watched LeBron and we watched Kobe. And they are the Michael Jordan to my kids. Um, three of my four daughters, my youngest being the exception because she dances, but they played basketball. We talked about basketball. Mm-hmm. This is the guy you emulate. This is the guy you emulate. I, I, can, I recalled instantaneously my 21-year-old being like 12 and having this debate about who's the best player in the game. Was it Kobe? Was it LeBron? It was just, he, he helped fathers bond with their daughters. And it, it's, it's just amazing that you'll, you'll never forget the moment in time that you found out. There's just something about Kobe. He's in the stratosphere. I mean, this is a global icon, and it was bigger than basketball. And it's just, it's crushing. I talk for a living and I'm at a loss for words, but I, you know, and, and I remember the text I got from my daughter and I just responded to her. I'm having a hard time with this too. I, I don't know what to say. She was confused. I saying, I don't get dad, why they would take a father and his daughter just going to a basketball game. And I said, mm-hmm. my only response to you right now is I love you. And that's the only thing I could think to say to her. And I still haven't formulated the right words to say to her. And and I think that that's something that a lot of people are dealing with right now, especially if you're a parent and then reminding everybody that it wasn't just Kobe and his daughter, it was seven other people on that. It, it, it's just, you sit there and you go, Mike Breen said it best. And I said it to the guys off the air. You don't, you just sit there and you go, I, I don't know if I really want to call a basketball game today. I don't know if I want to play in a basketball game today. And Doc I, Rivers talked like that yesterday as well. And I don't, yep. you know, yep. it just, sometimes it, things just stop and it's a reality check and we're just brought back to the present of what's really, really important. And and as much as he was a basketball player, it's not what it is. It was family. It, it, it's just a, it, it's an overwhelming feeling in yeah, I mean, you guys can add into that, but that's just I'm I'm it, it's it's torn me up for 24 hours, and I, and I and I guarantee you that echoes the sentiments of just millions and millions of people around the world. Matt here loved Kobe. He named his cat Kobe for crying out loud. I mean, not wrong. Uh, that's how pervasive this thing is. And and Coach Sean Coffee with us. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and feelings. This is difficult for everybody, but mm-hmm. uh, when I miss. When, when we crumple up papers in the studio from our prep and I miss every time I shoot one at the wastebasket in the studio, Matt yells Kobe. We did I, I mean, that last week. That happened several times last week in the studio. Coach, uh, you got to get guys ready to play a game with Hartwick after a successful weekend. Uh, and, and I guess yeah. they're going to have the Mamba mentality when they're out there. They're going to they're going to play because that's yeah. what, what Kobe would have done. 
I, you know, it's, I, I don't think we have to say too much about it, but it's, um, I think they've, you know, it's, again, he's going to inspire well after he's gone. Um, you know, and that's the first thing we were talking about was his work ethic and, and just playing hard all the time, not taking anything for granted. Um, you know, seasons and teams, um, you know, they are, they, they end. And we talk about this, this will end. This group will never be again, you know, come the end of the season. You know, yes, some of us will be back, but this particular team will never be assembled quite the same as this group. And that's, you know, a year to year basis. That's a year to year situation. And um, so we just, you know, we want to just get the most out of what we have, enjoy our, each other's time as much as we have with each other. Uh, because it will never be the same um, in in a lot of regards, and uh, and just the relationships that we build through through this game that we all love, uh, through competition, through the the drive to improve, to better ourselves, and then you know take that into our lives as adults and be better husbands and fathers and spouses and um, and and professionals and citizens. Um, that's. Uh, that's a lot of why all of us coach is to help these young people turn into really strong young men that can, um, that helps our civilization go on and, and improve. And, uh, you know, through the, the ups and downs of, of a season and, and, and of sport. So um, it's, it's such a hard day, you know, that's all setting in and, having more you know, professors and administrators because I am the basketball coach, I guess, you know, approaching me saying, I didn't think this would hit me this hard, you know? Um, and it's, uh, you know, it just shows his impact that he had on so many people and of, of all ages and walks of life. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me on guys. And, um, but this is, uh, you know, hopefully we'll go play hard and, and but it puts a lot of things in perspective really quickly too about what's really important. So, and looking forward to uh, Elmira, what do you expect from them? We have Hartwick tomorrow. Um, they're gonna, you know, we we won down at their place. Um, they uh, they they shoot a lot of threes, and they they came off a tough weekend, dropped a couple on the road. Quick turnaround for them, just like us. And uh, yeah, they're. They're a very talented team. Um, they got some guys back off of injury, and uh, it should be a very up and down game as far as you know, a lot of shots being put up. Um, so we have to guard, and then yeah, we'll be on the road to uh, to Elmira Saturday. Um, and, you know, and they're struggling a little bit, so it's one of those. It's really difficult to play there. They always play really hard, and uh, you just got to take care of business against the teams you you should beat. So um, we get. Tomorrow and you head into the weekend, you know, we'll, we'll be sitting pretty well as far as standings go in the league. And uh, and we'll go from there, you know, and then just, again, just trying to get better every day. So, Sean, our regular segment on Thursday is when we'll really break down Utica College basketball. It's kind of a tough mm-hmm. thing, I think, for all of us to do right now. We'll break down the couple of wins, the upcoming games and all that. Appreciate the time. Sean Coffey yep. with some... Uh, Heartfelt words for sure about Kobe Bryant here on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. Thanks, Sean. It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio Utica, Rome. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. So I've, I've got to give credit where it's due. 
first of all, the Sean Coffee for joining us in our opening segment here on the Sportzilla Show for having, it's just a very hard discussion, I think, for a lot of people, but his heartfelt words were greatly appreciated. And I know from talking to him off of the air, uh, he, he's emotional about this. I've been, I've been very emotional. I've been in a, in a glass case of emotion, I suppose, is the phrase that I looked for a little bit earlier. Just it's Kobe Bryant passing has, has hit me hard, and my rock today has actually since I've been in the radio station scoop, he's been he's been helping me because it's I just it's really hit me hard in thinking about the fact that the parallel of him having four daughters, I have four daughters, I also have a son. It's just it's just made it a day for me, and it just it brings up so many things, and then snaps you back into reality. And that reality is as uh, we discussed on our Syracuse Sportzilla earlier today. It's not just Kobe and Gianna and, and Vanessa losing her husband and daughter, like I said, and, you know, his other daughters losing their father and their sisters, but it's the seven others that were on board. And I, I just, I want to recognize them as well. Rest in peace to Alyssa Altabelli, John Altabelli and Carrie Altabelli. Uh, that was a teammate of Gianna's as they were going to basketball, basically is all they were doing on the helicopter. Uh, that's mom, dad, and a teammate or their daughter. They have two other children. Christina Mauser, I believe, is the proper pronunciation of her. She's a, a coach. Her husband was on the Today Show this morning uh, sharing his feelings. And it just, uh, it must have been grueling for him uh, the last 24 hours. I, just awful. Incomprehensible, inconceivable, truly. Uh, rest in peace, Sarah Chester and Peyton Chester, a mother and daughter, and the pilot of the plane, Era Zobayan. Was was Kobe's pilot for his helicopter? So that's nine people that lost their lives. And uh, but of course, Kobe Bryant being the name, the icon, the international superstar, just beloved around the world. And time stopped for everybody. And as I said, I was in Accelerate Sports watching my my middle daughter, my fifteen, just turned fifteen year old daughter, play in a, a winter indoor softball league. And then. It just, over the next five or so, ten minutes, it just got really quiet in there as news started to break, and then you started to question the reality of this. Did this really happen? It's hard to believe when you get such shocking news. It's just it, one of the natural phases you go through. Denial. It can't be true. But please tell me it's not true. And then you, I, I factored in the Grammys last night. In the Staples Center, he's got two numbers, 8 and 24, retired in that building. And have that happen that morning. You know, they moved those two jerseys, those two banners together, and they covered up the other ones uh, early yesterday as the rehearsals for the Grammys were going on. And many of the performers in there for the dress rehearsal were just like us. Stunned. Devastated. Shocked. Looking up at the rafters and those two banners, that eight and that 24, uh, feeling profoundly moved and almost feeling like their performances were a, a footnote on the day and really not that important. Let me know. Nothing else matters other than your family, friends, and loved ones and, and just reaching out to people. And, and as I said earlier, squashing any issues or beef that you might have. And, and just, it's unimportant. And it's... Uh, Kendrick Perkins did that on Twitter with uh, Kevin Durant. I mentioned yeah. that to Scoop a little bit earlier. Yeah, he said, you know what? They've been they've had their ongoing battle for the past couple of weeks. And Kendrick Perkins, th- it was a wake-up call for him. And he said, this ain't worth it, man. We've been through a lot together with KD. Absolutely. Blue guy, Matt, uh, great point to be made. 
it just did. It snapped everybody back to reality and what's really important. And there's these monumental events where you just never forget where you are when it happened. And it, it just teaches you what's really important in life. Just to the point of the Grammys, though, this this was how they ended up. I mean, on the fly, really. That's a, obviously a bad choice of words on my part. But just last minute, they, they changed the opening of the Grammys in, in honor of Kobe. It's Grammy Day here in Los Angeles, and unfortunately, we have to start the show with some very somber news. Kobe Bryant has tragically died in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California, along with four other people. So they and then they, they kicked it off with a musical tribute. It was Alicia Keys. She walked onto the stage and said, well, we're all feeling crazy sadness right now. And they started to sing it so hard to say goodbye. Boys to Men came out and joined in. And it's kind of it's kind of strange if you think about this, too. Billie Eilish was unexpected. It wasn't expected that she was going to clean up like she did and won a number of different Grammys, like really all of the big ones. And she went on stage with her brother and then went to say, we basically in our bedroom, we wrote some songs dealing with depression and sadness and suicidal thoughts and hopelessness. And look at what a catharsis that must have been for them. And then look at the success that... They, they did. It was the Mamba mentality come to life. They persevered and they they fought for their musical career and they came out of nowhere and they've risen to the top. She's the biggest musician in the world right now, walking out of out of Staples Center where he did all of those things, all of that. So many memories from that wonderful career. It, it's just weird. It feels like somehow he gave that to her. Do you, you know what I mean? It could have been anybody else, but. That's what she's represented, and that's why somebody like Billie Eilish is so relatable to so many people. I was exposed to her by my 15-year-old daughter that I just brought up, and I have listened to Billie Eilish numerous times because of that. The first thing that I had to tell my daughter when she walked off the field at Accelerate Sports yesterday was about Kobe Bryant. She has sat and watched basketball with me. My older daughters have sat and watched basketball with me, and who do we always stop on? For 20 years, longer than, you know, three of my kids have been alive. Kobe Bryant. It's just, it's just remarkable. He brought people together because of his excellence at basketball. Yeah, and boy, the Grammys just seemed sort of inconsequential. Yeah. And insignificant. So many things did uh, in, in the wake of the news that we learned yesterday. But... Maybe the silver lining in the cloud is that we have those conversations with our kids and our family. Kendrick Perkins reaches out to KD and says, let's drop the beef, man. You know, we've been told, so many of us have heard that expression when we were kids, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. It's not really true, is it? No, it's not true. We, we have even seen in the last 24 hours where people can say uh, insensitive, hurtful things. We see it all the time on social media. Think about our, re- our ridiculous reactions to s- a simple sporting event, a simple game, and things like that. And, and maybe the silver lining in the cloud is that there's a little more dialogue. I mean, it's certainly the dialogue between parents, mom, dad, and their kids in the wake of this, uh, brothers and sisters, conversations about what's important in life and about Kobe. You know, Kobe, uh, a flawed human being. We're all flawed in one way or the other. And, you know, conversations about his flaws and 
about attempting wrecking, to, wrecking. to redeem yourself in the wake of a horrible, awful thing that happened. Reconciling our own personal feelings, of course, the victim involved in what happened in Colorado. It's all part of the narrative you, you can, of Kobe Bryant, but it's there and you have to discuss it, but you should not do it from a hateful spot right now. This should remind you empathy, compassion, understanding. It's still, as I said, people lost their lives. You have to wait until the, I mean, the bodies are still warm. And, and I know that's a bold thing to say, but you have to have compassion for that, for the, for the humanity involved in this situation of the lives lost in their families and the pain that everybody's going through. You can be unhappy and angry. Rightfully so about what happened with Kobe in Colorado. That doesn't mean at the same time that you are not allowed to feel sadness at the loss of a father and a daughter together. A a very human thing that if it was a father and a daughter in a car accident, you would feel bad about it. We feel bad about this because we watched him grow up. He took Brandy to the prom. He was a star before he got to the Lakers. He was our version of royalty. And that's why this resonates with so many people. That's why so many people are reacting as they are. It's it's important in a lot of people's lives. Some people, not at all. But I think you have to, if that's you, you have to understand what everybody else is going through and, and try to have a degree of compassion about it. But he's a household name. You say the word Kobe, you know exactly who's being talked about. He's one of those people that you don't need the last name. You just need the first name. He's that iconic of a figure. Agreed. He transcends basketball truly globally, globally. And I think especially for people who are Matt's age, this is it. He was greatness. You know, and, and remember the whole conversation early in his career, the comparisons and the pressure of being compared to Michael Jordan. In those first couple of years, the conversation's about he can't make the big shot when it counts. Well, he changed that story over the course of his life. And there are lessons in there for everybody. You know, you can have a bad night, but you can change that story tomorrow. Listen to the words of, well, voice of the NBA playoffs, but particularly the play-by-play voice of the New York Knicks. I am a big Knicks fan and I was trying to escape with a basketball game last night, but obviously it just wasn't really a thing. Nobody really wanted the basketball yesterday. Nobody, I, I didn't want to come in and talk about Kobe today. I had to try to mambo mentality and get my mind right. But this is what Mike Breen said to open the broadcast of the Knicks game at six last night. On my way into the arena, I thought of Bill Gallo. Gallo is the uh, legendary sports cartoonist that uh, when Thurman Munson passed away, the next day he had an unbelievably touching cartoon. And it was his two characters that he had, Basement Bertha and Yucky. And the cartoon, Basement Bertha saying, no, Yucky, I just don't feel like playing ball today. And she was crying. And that's the way I think a lot of us feel here tonight. Just don't feel like broadcasting. I know a lot of players, <clears throat> excuse me, don't feel like playing. It's just a sad, sad day. And Mike Breen returned to Golik and Wingo this morning right here on ESPN Radio, and he had further thoughts and comments. Once they went up and down the court for, you know, maybe the second half a little bit, but it, it didn't feel like a game that mattered. And I think if you even watch the players, um, 
and I give them credit because the majority of them were not interested in playing. Um, it never felt like the game mattered. Um, it was if they were out there giving it their best or or playing hard, it was because they wanted to pay tribute, not necessarily because they wanted to win that game. And, and that's the, the <clears throat> that's the first time I've ever felt that way uh, at a basketball game. Going to clear up a few programming notes for you tonight. A couple things, comments related. We'll touch on a little bit of SU basketball and obviously uh, more on the sad news of Kobe Bryant's passing yesterday on the SportsZilla Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM. The SportsZilla Show is now streaming on the ESPN app. Here's Rain, Scoop, and Matt. And if you miss any part of the broadcast, you can get the podcast afterwards. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, of course, you... Follow us on social media, case in point, at ESPNUR on Twitter. You can find the podcast there. And the glue guy, Matt, has some breaking news with regards to Kobe and Lakers-Clippers. Yeah, the Lakers-Clippers game that was scheduled for tomorrow, it is being postponed by the league, by the NBA. Um, There's no date scheduled yet for that, but they are going to reschedule it. They're going to do it out of... um, their words, respect for the Lakers organization and for the loss of Kobe Bryant. Makes perfect sense. I just, I don't, I don't know how in that building they could possibly play a basketball game tomorrow. Like, I would imagine within the next couple of days, there may very well be a public memorial in that building. It's just the, the I, I don't know how it's possible to walk in that building. I mean, people have said it's the house that Kobe built. I don't know how you walk in that building and not, not feel the weight of that. And it is raw, and it is real. It, it is sad. It is tragic. It is uh, add an adjective. I mean, it's it's shocking. It's stunning. It's overwhelming, and it, it still is. And it's not going to go away anytime soon. I, I mean, I I it's going to take a long time for that to go away, especially Laker the Lakers organization in that building. I, I mean, that's not accounting for anybody else affected but just think about that that's that's daunting to say the least the numbers are hanging in the rafters the five rings i mean he was pre- he was pres- a presence in the building just unbelievable it really is and there's definitely uh, the need for some time to heal there is can i can i before I, there's a couple of, uh, as i said a couple of little programming notes and things that i want to clear up for everybody out there listening but i i wanted to share first of all Everybody's heard what Jim Beheim had to say. We're going to talk to Jim Beheim tomorrow about Kobe. You'll hear that right here on the SportsZilla show. But you've seen the video and some of his words. And if you subscribe to The Athletic, there's an article about there. But it brings me to Carmelo Anthony, who, as you know, aside from the Olympics, they were just good friends with Kobe. He's got a, a long, I mean, their careers have almost mirrored each other 17 years and 20 years. I mean, it's just what can be said. It, he felt the same way that everybody else felt yesterday. It was it was a tough day, but I just I thought I should share just initially when they put a microphone in front of Kobe yesterday or in front of Carmelo yesterday to address and talk about Kobe. This is what happened. It probably was a uh, probably the hardest game I ever had to play. Uh, just um, I don't know. Whew. As I, as I had said earlier, it's you can feel the emotion uh, with his peers, his friends, his, Dwayne Wade, 
Tiger Woods, Sha- uh, Shaquille O'Neal, Tiger Woods and Kobe were very close in age. And I believe you told me earlier today that he walked off the course of the Farmers Open of the 18th green. And within five minutes, he found out the information and then just in real emotion, real time reacted on camera. You know, I, I'm at home taking a nap, uh, just laying down for a nap and my phone blows up and it's you guys and it's a couple of uh women i know and it's just shock it's all about kobe can't believe it tell me it's not true i saw the the kevin love tweet shortly after the news broke which was something to the effect of please no please god tell me it's not true and i think everybody felt that raw emotion of that kevin love tweet that was what everybody was feeling with all the conflicting news reports. Initially, uh, ABC News support, supposedly reported that the whole family was on that helicopter. And you heard f- five dead. Then you, later you heard seven. Then now we know it's nine. And the whole timeline of the unfolding of what the story really was. And the special circumstances of of the permission given to fly the helicopter when they had grounded LAPD's helicopters from flying due to fog. You just sit there and you go, you what if it, and you're going to what if it, what if, what if you just didn't go then? And you, there's, I know there's an expert that's quoted in some LA times news pieces today who said, it's just highly unlikely that the engines of this Sikorsky helicopter would fail. And yet there is an eyewitness who was on the ground very close to where this helicopter crashed. And he reports that the helicopter just didn't sound right before it crashed. So that's why they'll investigate the the black box, what they find in there. The NTSB uh, has a crisis management team there. And it's interesting that there's actually people that are a part of that team that actually deal with the families and what the families are going through. I didn't know the NTSB did that. Neither they did actually I. have people that do that. In addition to investigating the science, the forensics of figuring out what exactly happened. Michael Jordan uh, devastated. Phil Jackson devastated. Dwayne Wade, as I alluded to. I still haven't seen anything from LeBron James, who we know he's crushed. You saw the video of him getting off the Lakers team plane after they had come back from, I believe it was Philadelphia. That's that's a little creepy, too. I, it I, was. I have to. Yeah. It, it's almost like grief porn. You know, you, you could this. And the, the, the Los Angeles TV station that posted that footage, you look at it and it's like, did they... Have a cherry picker, two parking lots away. Must have. With a camera, or what did they do? You know, it'd be and, one thing if it went on for 10 seconds, but it was a good 30 to 60 seconds and, of and just following him. It, that, was, it was almost two minutes. That LA TV yeah. station then called to task uh, on Twitter immediately by people because it's intruding on the grief of these Lakers players imagine how lebron james feels i want to hear from lebron nobody when he's ready to talk nobody yeah. should be filmed without their knowledge under circumstances but, um, like but imagine that. what he's going through having just passed 
Kobe the night before and a loss to the Sixers. And Kobe's tweet congratulating him and 14 hours, 16 hours later, this you know, happens. And he's asked after the game, and it, there's that piece that was passed around yesterday, of him talking about being in the same conversation as Kobe Bryant and what an honor that is. You know, imagine how destroyed he is. Imagine how all the Lakers are. Irvin Magic Johnson, all these guys. Jerry West says it was like losing a son. Jerry West devastated, crying on TV. I mean, let me let me share with you just 30 seconds more of Carmelo reacting to the news. Uh, he spoke for a few minutes, but... Yeah, I was, in the, I was in the bed with my son. My wife called me crying. You know, people that's close to the family called me. You know, at that point, it was everything just kind of went numb, dark. Basketball for me was the furthest thing you know, on my mind today. I think I saw you a couple times on the bench and just look, you know, the hood on and not really. Were you going away from the game at times? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, had to, I had to, excuse me, I had to, I had to like pull myself back in and check back in uh, emotionally because I, I wasn't there today. Also, Kobe Bryant will be inducted into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame later. Posthumously, yeah, yeah, he's just became eligible for that. I like the idea that somebody suggested yesterday that the All Star teams, uh, one of the teams wear eight, they all wear eight, and one of the other teams, they all wear twenty four. And think- Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks going to retire twenty four on that team might be something to think about. I mean, he's 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 literally one of the greats. I mean, there's somebody that even suggested it, it might be now time to update the logo. You know, it. Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know if that's who you. Yeah, I, I'd, I think there were 500,000 signatures for that earlier. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's at least something you got to discuss. We're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're reflecting on the unfortunate passing of Kobe Bryant. ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now 96.5 FM. It's the SportsZilla Show on 1310 AM Utica, 1350 AM Rome, and 96.5 FM ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome. Here's Wayne, Scoop, and Matt. Just in case you weren't aware, Kobe's last game of his NBA career retired 2016 season will be re-aired by ESPN tonight at 9 p.m. Don't forget that's a game that he scored 60 points in. Absolutely amazing. He had a little bit of a drive to succeed, to say the least. Growing up in Italy, you know what I used to hear a lot, which just absolutely drove me crazy, was all the kids would say, you know what, you're a good basketball player here, but once you go back to the States... They're not going to be able to do none of this stuff. They're, they're taller, they're more athletic, they're faster, they play the game much better, and they, you know, you're not going to be able to do any of that stuff. And that just absolutely drove me crazy. It looks like he proved him wrong. Wow, absolutely. Just, it's just got the chills here in his voice, to be honest with you, even though I've done nothing but pay attention to it for the past 24 hours. Uh, a couple of things uh, programming-wise that I had promised and wanted to make sure we delivered. The Trent Cole Show will follow us up if you're a Utica Comets fan. He's on a break for the All-Star game, but Ben Burnell was in with Joel Roberts, actually. Uh, the got, new dad. Got a nice hug from the new dad, and they'll they'll have some uh, they'll have that show for you at 6 o'clock tonight until 7. That'll be followed up with on the Brother Station. Scoop and I are going to head over to the 72 Tavern. Uh, we got a lot of friends joining us tonight. Chris Faber, Corey Hergott, Tom Coyne, Ben Burnell. We'll be back over to the 72 to join us to break down basically the state of Comets hockey. In a sense, the state of the union as far as it pertains to the team. Rough week for Comets hockey. Losing four in a row, giving up shorthanded goals in the last 
two games. Uh, weekend didn't go like we wanted it to. We were hoping to get a couple of wins against the first place team. Now they got well, a little separation. They're good. Belleville's good. Bush didn't make the trip out to the AHL All-Star Festivities, which are at 10 o'clock tonight in the home of the Ontario Reign. It's out on the West Coast. So uh, we did have Brogan Rafferty representing. He'll be playing in the game. Obviously, he competed in the hardest shot competition in the AHL Skills Challenge. I think he got to 97.3 miles an hour, I seem to remember seeing. And the highest was, what, 109? Yeah. 109. I forget the guy's name, but yeah. Could you imagine being peppered by that? No. No. That's just, it's impressive. <laughs> That's going to leave a mark. I, sh- I shared a picture yesterday of Red Wings goaltender Terry Sawchuk from back in the day when goaltenders didn't wear face protection. Yeah. And you just see the scars and the cuts all over that guy's face. It's wow. It's astounding that they did not wear masks back in the day. Yeah. It really is. Uh, Green Day in the NHL All-Star Game dropped a number of um, expletives, swear words, cuss words, call them what you want. That's why your sound was dropping off so often on the broadcast. You just see Billy Joe's lips moving, but you knew something dirty was coming out. <laughs> yeah, it was um, not FCC approved, I, yeah. I, I believe would be the correct terminology for that. So that's basically what's going on. Uh, once again, Jim Beheim will join us tomorrow. Our thanks go out. Sean Coffey, the head coach of Utica College men's basketball again. Uh, it's been a tough day. Uh, there's going to be a lot more news coming out. And, of course, if you miss Kobe and you're sad about Kobe, so are we. The Sports Illustrated Show, ESPN Radio, Utica, Rome, now at 96.5 FM.